What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Okay, so the other day in the Painting Contractors group, I streamed live my sales training uh, with Ryan Davis from Service Legend. Uh, they hosted me and really, I mean, if I had to narrow down uh, what I felt like my absolute best performance was in terms of portraying information, um, it would have to be this sales training. I feel like I hit a lot of points that really get overlooked in our sales process. A lot of really important values uh, when it comes to differentiating yourself, you know, showcasing your professionalism. I mean, this was a really top to bottom sales training that I really, really want uh, you guys to listen to. That's why I'm putting it on this podcast. Uh, you know, I did do a lot of slides on this one. So if you want to see the visual of this, uh, I believe it's still up in the painting contractors group. Uh, if you guys are interested in checking that out, but the audio is here for your listening pleasure. I hope that you uh, grasp the content concepts outlined in this training, and I'd love to hear your feedback on it. So I'm going to start it right now. Um, and again, shoot me your feedback if you had some any ideas or insights that you want to share with me. And of course, if you want to see the uh, the video recording of this, it is in the uh, painting contractors group. Thanks, guys. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Well, welcome guys to the painting, estimating, and sales secrets webinar hosted by Tanner Mullen and uh, myself, Ryan Davis here at Service Legend. Uh, Tanner, before you open up those slides, could you just give everyone an intro of uh, maybe who you are, why people should listen to uh, to you, um, and kind of just give some just some context here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, my name's Tanner. Um, this is me and my team. Picture's a little outdated and we haven't had a good photo shoot in a while, but this goes to show you, you know, I live this every day. Even now, um, I am a painting contractor. I do love the process of painting. I got started in it when I was very young with my father. And, um, you know, I think we all are in the best business in the world. I mean, there's nothing better. You're making things look beautiful. You have a great clientele. Um, I mean, there's plenty of labor out there to help you with the jobs. There's plenty of, uh, there's a huge market. I tell people this all the time. Painting is one of the only trades in the world that you can do both interior and exterior and sell the same or equal value or greater value uh, service, which is amazing. That means that our market is double than almost any trade out there. So um, listen, guys, you know, um, I started in this trade about six years ago. I was in the banking industry. I sold cars. I sold life insurance. And I really did this to kind of help my family out. You know, my dad uh, had went through uh, some things personally. And I thought, you know, let me start a painting business. I always wanted to own a painting business. And I know this is something I can help him with. Um, so here's some of my accolades. You know, this is just kind of give give myself a little credibility here as I, I help many of you who may, uh, you know, who may be a little bit bigger than me, or maybe just starting out. Who knows? I just want to let you know that uh, I eat, sleep and breathe this. So of course, my name is Tanner. I'm the owner of Premium Painting. Uh, in the last six years, we've done over 5 million in sales. We're extremely proud of that. 
Um, 99% of those sales were done by me, whether it be in home or virtual or whatever case, we don't have any salespeople. Um, so again, something I'm, I'm very proud of. Um, we have 13 full-time employees. Uh, typically we only do residential interior and exterior. I did dabble in concrete coatings, Ryan, and I got right out of it. Um, we have over 400 five-star reviews and I am super passionate about educating. That is why I'm here really just to give you guys value. It's one of my absolute favorite things to do. Uh, I have a contractor secrets podcast and I found a program called drip jobs you see me dripped out here in the drip jobs gear and you might know ryan and i as admins of the painting contractor facebook group with over 133,000 members and even though this is last on the list this is the first thing uh, that i would like to boast about is i am a proud husband and father so let's get into it guys let's learn how to sell and uh listen everybody has a different way to sell my goal is to give you tools that you may not already have in your business and i want to use i want you to utilize these tools asap but really, we can't get into sales unless we understand the psychology behind the buying decision, guys. Okay, so that's what we're going to cover here. So what you can expect in this training. First of all, I am not a boring speaker. And if you feel as I'm being bored, you better tell me in that comments and I'm going to spark it up. Okay, because I don't need anyone falling asleep here. Okay, we're going to get... We're going to get with it. I'm going to hold you accountable and we're going to learn some things today. Okay. Number one, we're going to help you understand why people buy and why they don't buy. That's so important, right? We want to understand psychology behind why people say yes and why people say no. Number two, we want to provide you with powerful tools to help you overcome the most common objections. Okay. So this is huge. A lot of us do not like when we get rejected in any uh, endeavor when it comes to our business and the product that we believe in wholeheartedly, it hurts, but we're not going to let that stop us. Today, we're going to learn how to handle objections in a dialed in effective way. And I'm going to teach you my strategy for that. Next, we're going to have a deeper understanding of the customer's journey, and we're going to learn how to uh, utilize that customer's journey to impact the result of our sale. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate that, Russell. All right. And number four, we're going to identify any blind spots when it comes to your sales process, right? So I think we all can um, be honest and say we all have some blind spots. So in this, you know, in this training, you might see something and say, hey, I didn't think about that. So that's the goal for me uh, to give you today. All right. So why do people buy? And I love thinking about this because it's so interesting. What makes someone say yes? And if I were to sum up my entire uh, sales process of what I, I think about, it's like, what do I need to do? in order to get someone to choose me over the competition, even though my price is higher. And every time that has happened, it made me curious. I always thought, you know, what was that one thing? You know, and they even told me your price was $1,000 more. Your price was $2,000 more. And to me, that's something that I studied because I wanted to repeat it. <laughs> you know, I wanted it to keep happening. And then when it didn't happen, I'd say, did I do that thing that got me the job on the last one? on this one. And if the answer was no, I'd refine that. And then I try to do it again on the next one. Okay. So that's the cool thing about this business is it seems like we have unlimited opportunity to try out different things in our sales process, which is a wonderful thing. That means that our feedback loop, in other words, the result that we get helps us, you know, you know, try that again and do it again. Okay. So, uh, number one, they believe wholeheartedly that the amount of which they are receiving in terms of value exceeds the amount of which they are, they, they are giving. Okay, so this is a really important point. In the history of sales, no one has ever consciously purchased something thinking that they were going to get less value than what they were giving up to receive what they were purchasing. All right, so in other words, everyone at the moment of when they buy has a, a truthful belief that they are getting more value in return for what it is that they are giving up. So in other words, when they make that decision, either the salesperson did a really good job of building enough value to overcome whatever their budget or expectation was, right? 
Or in this case, they just believe that whoever they're hiring has their full trust. And it's one of those things where they just know, right? And some of us have built that through our branding and our marketing, but some of us still have to earn that trust. So we're going to talk a little bit about both of those today. So number two, they trust wholeheartedly that the person of which or the company who is responsible for executing the exchange has the expertise to carry out a successful project to the standard of which is expected. So these are the two rules that have to occur in order for somebody to make a buying decision. Okay. So in other words, even if they believe you in a sense that they believe that the value is going to be there, there's a part of them that may not trust that you're going to execute the job in some way or fashion that is in alignment with what you promise. So this could be the case of maybe you drop the ball on the appointment setting process, or maybe, you know, you have a bad review or a few bad reviews that are causing some doubt and some fear. Okay. Um, we'll get into some of that a little bit later. All right. So let's talk about why people don't buy. Okay, so let's go to the next slide here. Let's talk about why people don't buy. So what stops people from making a buying decision? Number one, they don't believe that the amount of which they're receiving in terms of the value, the amount of which they are giving. Okay, so that is when they say your price is too high. So what I did was I reverse engineered that. All that means is that they truly don't believe that the money that I'm asking for is directly proportional or it is worth greater than what I'm giving in return. Okay. So in other words, the customer truly doesn't believe that I'm giving more value than they're giving me. Okay. And that is what, uh, we've learned. And that is what I've reverse engineered to help me sell more jobs. Okay. So next they doubt that the person of which, or the company who is responsible for executing the exchange has the expertise to carry out a successful project to the standard of which it is expected. So that means that the customer has uncertain expectations. It's a confused buyer. So what I learned is whenever a buyer has more questions than you've provided answers, they typically don't make a buying decision. So in other words, they're questioning whether or not they're going to get a good deal. They're questioning about the process. They're questioning about the durability of the application. They're questioning about the, you know, the, the experience they can ex expect. Okay. And what I found, especially when it comes to coaching is that some of us aren't really storytelling. We're not telling them, we're not helping them sit in the car before they purchase the car. And that's because our service, what we sell painting jobs is something that can't be seen, touched, or felt until it actually is being produced, which is a scary thing for a lot of customers. So you can see that unless you focus on these things, you can easily allow some of the stuff to slip through the cracks. Okay. So trivia question here, Ryan, which of these three starts the sales process? I'm going to let everyone jump in here and identify, just put in the comments, A, B, or C, where does the sales process start? Which is the most important starting point for the sales process here? I'll give everybody a second to respond. And if you could respond in the comments with your, with your response, yeah, um, yeah. we can see that. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. A, A, C. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it coming. A lot of, of A's here. A lot of A's here. Right. Uh, so a lot uh, of us. Apple. Uh, a for Apple. A lot of us, <laughs> a lot of us pop in, right? Where does the sale start? Okay. What's the most important part of the sales process? Okay. They're not going to like this, Ryan. I'm sorry, man. I had to do it. I love you guys. It was a trick question. I didn't make it that easy. All right. Let me show you guys where the sales process starts right here. Okay. Right here. And I picked the old lady because we want to win these old baby boomers. We want to win them. We want to win them over. Okay. This is where it starts right here. When they're searching for your company online or they see an ad, when they make the initial phone call and when they receive the first text message or email. Okay. This is where it starts. If this isn't a focus for you, when it comes to your sales process, you're going to lose. 
and you're going to lose to companies like me. And I'm going to show you why here in a second. Okay. So if this isn't your focus, then you are, are showing up over here thinking that this is where the sales process starts. And Ryan, being honest with you, seeing all these answers shows me that this is where a lot of us think that the sales process starts. And that may be some of the reasons as to why you're not closing your jobs because this is where your focus is, not so much this. You're thinking this is transactional and it's not. This mm -hmm. needs to be an experience just as much as these three things here, okay? This is, this is where it starts, okay? So this is how we separate ourselves. This, what I'm teaching you guys is how to separate yourself, okay? You might think, oh, I know that. Well, I'm telling you that the, the, the devil's in the details here, okay? In any capacity, when you focus on the details and you reverse engineer some of the processes that you're doing, there's no big revelation here. I'm just gonna point out things that we're probably not thinking about in our sales process and we're gonna hyper-focus on them because the difference might be 1% or one degree away from the two other quotes that we're competing against on a daily basis, right? So typically, Ryan, we start off at 25% chance of getting the job, excuse me, 33% chance if it's usually three quotes that we're getting. So our goal is to just be 1% better than the other two, okay? If I could stop you real quick on that one is like, why do you think, you know, obviously there's tons and tons and tons of painting contractors, epoxy coating contractors. There's, there's even some decorative concrete people here. Um, why do we miss that? Like, why do we, like, are we just skipping? Are we just not knowledgeable enough? Like, why do we skip that part? You, um, you know, honestly, I just think it's, we just don't appreciate that. And we're not, we're not looking at mm. the purchasing process as consumers do. In other words, we do this mm. so much every day, Ryan, that it's almost like, okay, I got a quote, another quote came in. Let me go out and do the estimate. And we forget that even though we do this every day, this is something someone does every once every five years. And in that time, mm. Ryan, they probably heard 10 horror stories. They know that their neighbor's contractor never showed up. Joe down the street suing his contractor. And there's all these barriers that are, you know, that are guarding our customers and mm. their pocketbooks. And, and it's almost like, you know, we, we go in down zero to one, right? Mm. So in other words, the strategic play is to build so much trust to not give a blip of doubt by the time that we walk in the door, okay? And that's the bare minimum. I'm gonna show you what's what comes next from that. So tip of the iceberg is getting the sale, okay? So you walk in, you get the sale. Usually the reason you got that sale is because there was a large foundation of trust and value built. And that is the psychology aspect behind preliminary sales process, okay? So let's get into the next slide here. So let's talk about the buyer's journey. Okay. This is so important. And if you don't think about the buyer's journey in your business, then start thinking about it now, because what I want you to do is put yourself in the position of your customer. Okay. But Tanner, this was a sales and estimating training. Yeah, you're right. But I want you to go into that sale already winning. Okay. Because we want to stack the deck against the other contractors. Okay. And that is the goal, right? Number one, this is the customer's buyer journey. Let's say you sign up with Service Legend to give you a trust-building, powerful marketing message. Sets you off on the right foot. Customer goes and does an initial online search. Isn't that common, Ryan? They'll see the ad and then they'll do their own little research nowadays. Is that true? 100%. Even a Facebook ad. They see a Facebook ad, a TikTok ad, you know, and they might put in their information. But immediately, I mean, it's not like they're putting in their name, phone number, and email and then going back to their business. They're going, cool. Let me research this company. Let me go yep. to Yelp. Let me go to Home Advisor. Let yep. me go to the website, yep. et cetera. Yep. So, we, so they do their own research. Now, even if they see your billboard, even if they see your ad, even if they see your, your truck, right? We're all starting to do that because why? Mm. We don't even trust our neighbors anymore. 
We want to do our own research because it's at our fingertips. And we're going to make our own judgments and our own assumption on if we pursue this contractor. Okay. So then they do the initial online search and they see a professional website and the branding is clean. And they say, okay, I can trust this person. Next, they look at the reviews, social proof. They see great reviews. The alignment is I seen an ad. I believe what the ad says. I did my own research. Everything's lining up. Things are looking good. The initial phone call, there's a professional greeting and it's answered almost immediately. Okay. The customer doesn't get a voicemail. And if they do get a voicemail, maybe they even get a follow-up text message explaining why the call with the voicemail that saves the day there. Right, Ryan professional prompt greeting, and then an easy booking process, right? Booking confirmation, email and text confirmation the day of maybe a phone call showcasing expectations, showing up on time and informing the customer if you're running late, everything in this list is the perfect buyer's journey. And I'm going to show you guys that on a visual aspect. If we gave five points to every single one of these things. Okay. So in other words, if you look at this and every time your customer went through the journey, and I want all of you to understand this is that your customers are all going through the same journey, every single one of them. And if you're not refining and perfecting that road and going back and fixing it and making sure that that the potholes are filled and it's the smoothest possible journey for your customer to go in, then you're missing out. And maybe your score might be 30, or maybe your score might be 25, or maybe your score might be 22. My score is consistently 40 because we take them through the same process every single time. Okay. But what does that mean? And Tanner, where the heck did you come up with this score? Let me show you. Okay. So I want you to see what happens when you don't do these things. And I want you to, you know, I, obviously the score is made up, but I just, just follow along here. Ryan does a great job giving you a powerful marketing message on Facebook. Customer goes to your website and it has trouble loading on mobile because you never invested in a mobile website, right? You thought, ah, it's a waste of money. Okay, cool. Well, that customer said, all right, well, I can't really access it on my phone. Well, let me just go on Google. They go on Google and they Google your company. You got five reviews and you don't respond to any of them. And it looks like you haven't even looked inside your Google My Business ever. Okay. You didn't answer on the first phone call when they called you to ask a little bit more about your business. Okay. And when they did get a hold of you, you told them to text your information over to them. In other words, you're putting them to work, right? When they texted you the information, you waited six hours to give them the booking confirmation. And then guess what? When it was time for you to actually go to the estimate, you didn't call them or let them know you were coming. And then when you showed up, you were 10 minutes late. And everything that I said there, Ryan, is not out of the norm, man. This is a busy business owner who hasn't hired someone to help them. And number two, doesn't understand the power of the customer journey that leads up to the sale. And this is the same contractor that complains that people only care about price. Okay. Right. We want educated buyers, guys. Educated buyers are your best customers. Educated buyers look at things like this when making their decision. And what they do is they assume based on these things, what they're going to get when you do their job. Okay. That's what, that's how it works. In other words, you're not selling cars. They don't get to see the car when they go to the dealership. They don't get to drive it. This is the car. And everything you do before you knock on that door matters. Okay, so let's continue. You see the caution sign there, Ryan, because that's what I would feel if this mm -hmm. were a scenario. And every one of us has been through this scenario, even when hiring a contractor. Yeah, that's I've been through it myself, bro. Like literally like we're in the process of we have turf in the backyard and there's like a turf cleaning company. And I call him, 48 hours, text me, hey, did you reach out about a quote? I'm like, 
uh yeah i, I mean i did you know and so yeah. dude i'm going dude, i'm caution right now with this guy caution. i mean you know it's caution, it is caution and it's yeah. caution right but here's the thing that might only be the only turf guy you know but guess what i'm letting every one of you guys know every single month painting contracting companies are popping up all over the place okay mm. there are way too many options for you to slip up on the preliminary process mm -hmm. you are going to be bidding against three people ryan with turf you might only have two bits maybe mm -hmm. that guy's the only guy in your area so he can get away with it before we used to be able to get away with it okay mm. look how many people are in this in this webinar here look at our group okay it's time to separate ourselves and we could do it easily by focusing on the preliminary process okay mm. I'm fired up. You fired up, Ryan? Dude, I love this, man. Like, like this whole point system, like trust score, like this is this is amazing, bro. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So let's talk about automating the journey. You guys know that drip jobs, you've heard about it, but let's talk about kind of what it actually does and why it's important for this preliminary process. Now, of course, you could do it all yourself. And if you can and it's working, good for you. But you can also automate it. And it doesn't have to be drip jobs. You can use another software, but this is what we focus on. Number one, you have a clean appointment setting form. Number two, as soon as that customer fills out that form, within seconds, they get a follow-up text message letting them know that we received the form. Now, from here, you can ask them any preliminary questions you want. You can you know, you know, pre-qualify them. You can do whatever you need to do. But I want to show you something. My good buddy, Skyler, uh, he has a drip sequence that's going out to his customers, Ryan, that he has on the schedule to receive an estimate. So if he schedules them in three days from the time that they come in, they're getting three emails every single day. They're getting one each day until that estimate. And what he's doing, Ryan, is he's nurturing that customer to the point where when he knocks on the door, it's almost like they know Skylar. So I'm going to read this because I want you guys to hear it. And I, got, I know a lot of you guys are listening uh, on, the, on the audio. This is the day two. And it's funny. I was testing something out in Skylar's account, helping him out. And I didn't know he did this. And I started getting his messages. And I texted him like, dude, this is awesome. Right? So this was completely... Uh, completely by mistake, but it says, dear Tanner, as I mentioned in the first email, I understand this could be a, a stressful process trying to hire the right contractor to ease the process as much as possible. I'd like to share my personal story with you. I own PGH painters. I started out of my parents' garage in Bethel park. I was born in Ohio, but quickly moved to Bethel park and spent my entire childhood there. So I am definitely a South Hills guy but have since learned about all the areas of the city as I've painted through them. My family has a background in other home service businesses throughout the city, so I was able to learn the importance of providing excellent craftsmanship and professional service. I was born in Ohio, moved to the Bethel Park area. Oh, I already read that. I started PGH Painters to realize my dream of owning my own business and providing a place to work for my awesome team members. My mission is simple, create raving fans in Pittsburgh one painting project at a time by providing professional punctual service. Ryan, if your turf guy sent that, you're already thinking this is my guy. <laughs> yeah. Cause right now all I know is he could probably clean the turf, you know, right. but, but there's a know. story now attached to the turf guy. In other words, once he goes to your house, you're almost buying from a friend. Hmm. And it, and, it, and it lessens the barrier. It's like, oh, you're so when the icebreaker might be when Skylar comes to my house, you're born and raised in Bethel Park. Me too. We're almost <laughs> family, right? So Skylar's using Skylar just come to Phoenix? I mean, geez, yeah. Louise, dude, right, I love right, that right. point. So Skylar's using the power of storytelling and automation to help his customers with the customer journey. Here's the scorecard, guys. What's your score when you show up to the door? Okay. The franchises out there are going to start focusing on this more than ever, okay? You need to compete. You need to start thinking about what your score is when you walk through the door, okay? 
get a perfect score, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Skyler's yeah, going to sell those drips, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right. I was going to get blown up after this. All right. So, but look at this guy, right? He shows up, he looks flustered, right? And in the customer's mind, even though she might not say this, okay, the quotes are the customer's mind, by the way, I should have identified that, but she's saying, hi, you're 10 minutes late. She's not hearing his name. Mm. She's not hearing what he is or what he does. Hi, you're 10 minutes late. Okay. I had plans. Now I'm, now I'm late because of you and you didn't call me. I didn't even know when you were coming. Okay. So the last thing I'm thinking about doing as a customer is handing you a check today. Right. And then Skylar's customer over here said in her brain, she's like, man, I loved his email you sent the other day. I feel like I know you already. And also thanks for giving me a heads up that you were running a few minutes behind today. Okay. So even if you're 10 minutes late, it's about the courtesy and understanding that what you are selling and the perception of your product is 1000% dependent on that customer journey before you walk in the door. Okay. Right here is where you're delivering the car. That's it. Okay. That's the crazy part. Isn't it, Ryan? Yeah. It, well, what's even crazier is like, if you are running a few minutes late, because we all run over, you know, on our appointments or whatever, um, you can text the customer and communicate with that customer within drip jobs, Right. Like, like, is that what, like, is that what Skyler's doing is like, if he's running 10 minutes late, he's texting to the customer from drip drives to the customer, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. And actually we have an automation in there that you just put the different time customer gets an automated message saying that the time has changed and it's been rescheduled. Right. So in yeah. other words, you know, for us, it's just about having the courtesy and the understanding that there's somebody on the other side of our sale that is holding the key to our growth. And we need to respect their time and communicate with them effectively and help them go through the customer's journey. If you went through your own business's customer journey, would you pay top dollar for it? And if the answer to that question is no, then why would you expect anyone else to? Okay. And then don't get upset when they don't. That needs to be the focus, Ryan. I had to hit that one hard because we can't go any further unless we understand that, brother. Love that. Hey, um, if you guys are getting value from this, like at all, uh, if you guys could post in the comments, like hashtag value, hashtag Tanner, this man or something, uh, because I know for me, I like, I, mean, I like the muscle emojis that gets me going. And then the salutes, <laughs> that's a new one. If you guys haven't seen that yet, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, like a Cardinal will do probably 2.5 this year, maybe a little bit more. And this is profound to me, even like, you know, you know, even if you're doing 5 million this year or 10 million or whatever it is, or if you're doing 500,000 this year, this is, this is awesome, man. Keep it. Yeah, absolutely. It and even if you're doing you know, a thousand, you know, you can separate yourself just by yeah. focusing on the customer's journey. Um, yeah. let's get into it. All right. So I don't step into an estimate unless I have the right mindset going into this guys. Energy is transferable. Okay. You go in there with the mindset that you're not going to sell it. Then there's a 99% chance that you won't sell it. Okay. Kind of mm -hmm. delusional, but guess what? This is sales. You started your business. You're out on your own. If you don't sell, you don't eat. Okay. So there's a certain mentality you have to have when you go into somebody's home that you're not leaving unless you get a check. Now I'm not saying be aggressive. I'm just saying that's the mentality going in because we need to overcome our emotions about what people say. And by that, I mean the rejection and the objections that we receive. Okay. Let's start with the disempowering thoughts that we all have said before. They're tire kickers. They will think my price is too high. So in other words, you're buying for the customer. In other words, you know how much money they have. This lead sucks. It's exhausting hearing no. It's a waste of my time. I don't care if they buy, whatever. I don't need to earn anyone's business. I'm good at what I do. They're just price shopping me, okay? If that's the, mi if that's the mindset ever, 
then just turn around and go home, please. All right? Empowering. We are the best solution for our customer. I'm going to close this deal today. I'm going to sell a job today. I stand by our pricing. It's fair. I have my customer's best interest in mind. I'm going to showcase extraordinary value. The competition doesn't stand a chance. I love hearing no. I'm that much closer to a yes. Okay? The only thing stopping you from growing your business is someone saying yes. You guys understand that, right? The people that you've promised things to, your employees, your family, maybe your goal is to retire someone you love. The only thing stopping that is your ability to convey your message in a way that gets a customer to believe in your product or service. And the only way you can do that is with enthusiasm. It transfers to the customer. If you believe it, they will. My enthusiasm with this is, is hopefully helping you guys believe that this system works because I'm enthusiastic about it. If I was like, man, Ryan, dude, these guys aren't going to get it. Man, they're not going to get it, man. I, you guys need to, you know, you got to get your marketing. You got to get your website right. You know, no, I'm passionate about it because I want this to transfer to you guys. So you guys can get passionate about it too, man. Fire it up, Ryan. So I love this phrase here. It's the 595 rule. You're going to hear me say it a lot, okay? These are some questions that we want to ask our customers when they tell us no, right? Why won't you buy from me? Please buy from me. What are you looking for in the other companies? I'm right here. Really? You want to get another estimate? Why do you need to get more quotes? I just did everything. Are you serious? Why do you think my price is too high? What do you mean? I just costed it out. It's perfect. Do you know what we're going to do here? Right? So these are, this is what we want to ask our customers. So this is the old way we used to estimate, okay? And those of you who are in the concrete space, your estimating process is a little simpler. So I'm going to refer this to the home painters, okay? Guys, you guys spend way too much time working up your quotes, okay? There's no reason for it, all right? This is what we're doing. We're, 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 we're getting measurements and taking a thousand pictures. And we're, I mean, listen, there's a time and a place, and I get it. Some houses are extraordinary, but the majority of the things that we're going to estimate are pretty simple, okay? So I'm going to give you a simple strategy because the 595 rule is about spending 5% of our time figuring out the number that we're all going to arrive at, okay, which is relative, and 95% of the time on the actual person who's actually making the buying decision. Okay. Unless you work for general contractors or you work for contractors in general. Okay. We're going to focus on the emotional aspect of the sale because getting a paint job is usually an emotional buying decision. Isn't it, Ryan? 100%. Actually, majority of your, your, your sales are emotional. Yeah. I mean, unless it's some crazy pool deck or commercial project that's sure. destroyed concrete. I mean, it's all emotional. It's all one product. It's all emotional, right? So guys, we're all going to arrive at a number. You just need to figure out how to get your number quicker. Okay. That's it. So here's a new way of estimating. All right. This is Skylar, the, the metaphor of Skylar in a stock image. <laughs> Clean, concise, and dial it in. Like, right? That's it. Clean, concise, dial it in. Okay. We're in there. We're getting the quote. We're going to go back in and we're going to sell the job. Okay. So here's our old beliefs about pricing. I have to be as detailed as possible as how I came up with the price. I used to think that people actually really wanted to know how many gallons of paint I quoted. Okay. Mm. Never once, Ryan, have I ever put how many gallons of paint I'm going to use on a job ever in my life. Okay? So a customer's going to ask you, so how much is this paint that you're going to be using? Like, so they're not questioning about every little tiny thing? Yeah, I say, you know what? Our pricing is based off of labor and paint and we work in profit so we can make money. So, mm. you know, we do make profit, right? <laughs> you know, so I have no problem saying that. Like, hey, you know, there's profit built into the pricing. So I mean, <laughs> that's how we make money. Um, I'm afraid to underbid it. Okay, so a lot of us won't, 
close on the spot. Okay. And if you guys are feeling this, it's about momentum, right? So as you guys mm -hmm. see me go through this, we're talking about closing on the spot guys. All right. We're not going home, right? We're talking about what is it going to take to get someone to make a decision today? And that is what's going to help propel your business 100%. Okay. Number three, if I measure everything, I'll be accurate. Okay, guys, there's a time and a place to measure and there's a way to measure. And if you have a purpose for measuring to help you identify how much product you're going to use, absolutely. But, you know, to take those measurements and spend all this time doing it and then take it home and then work up your price, again, we're wasting time. The more time I spend on the details of the estimate, the better chance I have selling the job. This is so untrue. Okay, this is not true at all. Obviously, you're going to convey, uh, you're going to do a great job. Obviously, putting details within your estimate is smart. Um, but in terms of wargaming the price to the point where it takes you two to three days to get a quote to somebody, that's, that's counterproductive. Uh, the more questions or the more job-related questions I, uh, I ask, the better. Um, guys, the job itself, you're an expert at, okay? What we're going to focus on is what the customer wants today, okay? They know you're going to come over. Ryan, you know that guy's going to come over and he's probably an expert at turf, right? How much do you care about turf? Um, I just like that I can uh, swing my golf club in it, and that's and then sure. my dog pees in it, and that's about it. Right. So you care more <laughs> about the experience you're going to get with this guy more than you do the quality of the turf. Is that yeah, true? One hundred percent. But you 100%. know that the quality is going to be good because you got his number from somewhere. So it's and he's not in my backyard, right? Yeah. I got a four year old there, and I got my dog there. Like, it's, yeah. like is this guy like is he yeah. crazy? Is he, is he a, crazy? You know, right. Right. Good. You know, and that's reverse engineering the buying process, man. I love that. God, it's the best. It's like, you know, the answers are right there, guys. All right. So here's a new beliefs. Customers care about one thing price. Okay. Until you convince them otherwise. Right. That's the goal. If you only sell the job, you become comparable on paper. So if the only thing you do is go to someone's house when you do an estimate and you're just looking at the house, and you're looking at the job and your head is down and you're walking the house with your measuring wheel and you're ripping up the tape and you're kind of just focused so much on the project and you leave without creating some sort of emotional attachment to your business and your brand. When it comes time for the customer to compare you to someone else, all they're going to do is grab your quote and the other quote and say, well, I can't really think of anything different. So the logical thing is to just compare price. And that's what's happening mm. to a lot of us is that you've done nothing extraordinary for the customer to justify paying more. Because if they did, that would be insane. So they're just going to go with a lower price if they feel like they're going to get the same value between both companies. Does that make sense? Good with that? I'm not pushing a product. I'm offering a solution. Okay? You're not selling paint jobs. You're selling an experience. Ryan, you're not selling garage floor coatings or concrete coatings. You're selling the cardinal experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. Drip job. I'm not selling a software. I'm selling a customer service experience. Okay. Any good product and any good sales team behind a good product understands it's about the feeling that the customer gets when they make the purchase rather than the thing that they get when they make the purchase. Mm. Our motto, stop estimating, start selling. Boom. All right. What's the 595 rule? Okay. Here's our little pie chart. I should have did a little more contrast. Being a painting contractor, I was moving a little quick here. 95% of our time is spent focusing on the customer journey, focusing on the questions, focusing on the customer's needs, wants, desires, the project, the vision, the experience. 5% of the time is focused on the actual structure. Fair enough? Mm, so so true. if that salesman is good for the turf, Ryan, he's going to spend 5% of his time measuring out your yard telling you about the thing that he's going to do. And then 95% of the time he should be telling you about 
what's most important to you, right? And in this scenario, I'm sure it would be something along the lines of, well, with my kids being here, you know, I just want to make sure that your team is legitimate and, you know, you he alleviates your concerns, right? So that's yeah. what he should be focusing on. But if he just comes, measures, and gives you a quote, what does that mean, Ryan? That means that you still have questions. And when you still have questions, what happens, Ryan? You don't make I'm a confused. You're confused. I'm not, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to buy. No. True or false, guys? You can answer in the comments if you want to. If you want to play along, stay engaged. Humans will pay more for a better experience. anybody Anybody agree with this statement here? Okay, this, this is fantastic. By the way, let me just tell you, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> this is great. You know, it's how I see sales, man. It's honestly like you know, it's like one of those things, right? Like, obviously, guys, you know, we have the right customers and we have the wrong customers. I'm not going to waste my time talking about the wrong customers. We can all filter mm. those out, but we want to win the business of the right ones. And we want to limit the loss of the right ones because we didn't do something right along the journey. Okay. Mm. People will pay more for a better experience. Is everybody, I'm going to leave this up for another second, man. I want everyone to understand this screenshot it, please. Okay? Well, it's like, true, true, it's true. like, it's like going to in and out. You pay, maybe I bring my wife and I and my daughter, we might pay, 15, 20 bucks. But yep. hey, if we go to uh, Firebirds or yep. um, Morton's or whatever, yep. right? It's an amazing experience. Amazing you know? but, experience. And I'm happy Absolutely. to pay it because it's like this guy was putting this over here and he's taking care of this. He's wiping my <laughs> mouth. Know, whatever. They get crayons, right? <laughs> yeah. And if somebody, if you've never been to a restaurant, Ryan, all you would think of is that, hey, a restaurant's a restaurant. Mm. But maybe the Morton's representative comes up to you and says, Ryan, wait, before you make your decision, man, I'm going to have a guy come over here and sliver some steak on your table and it's going to sizzle off the knife. And not only that, we have a little play area for your kid to play with. I don't know, some something or other. So you and your wife can have some quiet time while your kid's playing at the table with this elaborate thing, right? Or whatever, right? Yeah. It's about selling the experience. Okay. Yeah. So great example there. True or false. Everyone knows it's true. All right. Let's get into this next slide here. Don't make the mistake though of thinking that everyone values everything the same. So in other words, some people who got pitched that in Ryan's example, they might hate steak, right? So to them, it's not valuable to go to the Morton Steakhouse, right? In other words, we have two different sports teams here. Would a Steelers fan pay for sideline seats at a Cleveland Browns game? No, but if they were playing the Steelers, they might. But if they're just mm. at a Cleveland Browns game, that's not valuable to them. They don't care about that, right? So we need to find out what's valuable to each customer and we need to identify those things. And then we need to provide and stack value on top of those things to showcase to the customer that we are giving them a unique experience. And I want you all to understand this. Everyone has different, different wants, needs, and desires when it comes to purchasing, okay? How, how they want to be sold to. Ryan, you have a, a young a daughter. You know, you care about that experience. Well, guess what? That turf guy might go to another estimate and it's a singular batch, single bachelor and he doesn't care what goes on in the back. He's not even going to be home. He's going to travel in... Puerto Rico for the next week and he can bring whoever he wants. So that customer doesn't care. Mm. You care about who's going to be showing up at your house. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So as salespeople, we want to make sure that we're tailoring our sales process to each individual's wants, needs, and desires. So let's talk about the three rules that I'm outlining for our sales success. Number one, price is relative to value. In other words, we're showcasing that if you provide enough value that outweighs the price, you'll usually get the sale. If you fail at showcasing value, then that's when customers have questions and that's when you find yourself in a position where you're frustrated that you're not converting 
leads to customers. Okay. Your job is to build enough trust and value to justify the customer paying more for your services than the competition. And the keyword is justify. Okay. You want to justify the difference. And you can only do that when you understand the customer's true motivations, wants, needs, desire, and then you stack value on top of those specific things. If you go in without a direction and you start speculating how to sell to somebody, then you could be selling in the wrong direction. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Everyone has different needs, wants, and desires. Therefore, it would be senseless for us to have the same sales process for each and every customer. So if you have the same sales process for each and every customer, you are 100% losing out on business. Number three, our competitive advantage is to sell the experience rather than the product. The experience we provide is unique and no one else in the world can provide it, okay? Every one of you in these comments, everyone in this group, you could probably paint a house to the same standard that we do. I'm not even gonna lie, okay? We don't do anything extraordinary, Ryan. We just paint the house and we do it well. Like a lot of us do. Anyone listening to this does a good job. But if, if we were competing against each other when it came to a quote, you don't have Shamel, Dan, his son, Junior, and Chris on one crew who's been together, working together now for a year. And they have built such a culture together. And Shamel's the project manager. And he's so funny. He loves playing music and getting the customer involved. And I don't know if you have our 10-point project management process that we do where you get to grab a roll of tape and we put it around the house to allow you the control to make sure that you don't feel uncomfortable when it comes time to let us know that there's touch-ups, miss. That might be different than you. And I'm telling that story because I want the customer yeah. to see the difference between painting contractors. And I want them to know that for us, you're getting sideline seats. And that's what I want our customers to purchase. Okay. Our mission, number one, ask the right questions. Number two, provide the right answers. Number three, we don't want the customer to have any doubts about our ability, capability, and intent for their project. And number four, we want to narrow down the sales process to where price is the only reason why they're saying no. That's it. And if that, if there's another reason why a customer internally, and you're not really going to know this unless you focus on it, that someone's mm. saying no, then that could have been prevented. Ryan, do you agree? Oh, 100%. This is absolute gold. This is gold. Okay, so because price can be fixed by financial negotiation you know Absolutely. but it's hard to negotiate uh value that that's that's like now it's like he said she said now we're arguing right. almost <laughs> absolutely but what we want as salespeople, if we get to a point where the only reason someone says no to us is simply because of price then we've done our job okay we've done our job that means that that is not our customer because they don't see the value in other words, I'm saying that if you've done such a good job of showcasing your value and they still don't believe and buy into that, then that's a them problem, not a you problem. And we can't yeah. skew that data. We can't leave that and say, man, what am I doing wrong? My price sucks or my, my, my process sucks. No, you did everything right. So it's important for you to have discernment and awareness between those that are 1000% your customer and those that simply just care about the number. And that's fine. If we weed those people out, then we're good. Okay. So let's go to the next slide, guys. I hope you guys are getting something out of this. I'm just going to do a seventh inning stretch here. If you guys can give me a, uh, a thumbs up uh, or some sort of emoji or a what's up in the comments, just so I know you're listening. Um, I just want to see some comments come through, Ryan. Um, and if you're getting some value out of this, obviously we'll be happy to ask any questions, answer any questions you guys have. Um, I know a lot of you guys are out there in the field listening. So 
Got some American flags coming in. American flag. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong, wrong with that, with that. at all. Hey, Still also, Bradley's um, on his last mile. We're out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we're give you the pub. Where's Jason where Paris? That man. Where's Jason Paris? Oh no, sorry, I meant Brad. No, I meant Brad. No, no, um, <laughs> dude. Um, also, just a quick FYI. Um, after these slides are done, and after we kind of get to the webinar, we're gonna be doing a Q and A. So, literally, if you have questions, uh, thoughts, anything around that you you know painting, sales, estimating, um, maybe the journey, perhaps around you know the customer, save that. Write that down because you get to ask that here very, very shortly. Boom. All right, guys, let's continue. I'm fired up. All right. So stick with me. Okay. Cause this is the meat. We just built this up. Okay. We just built this up. Now it's time to knock it down. All right. So we got characteristics of a great sales experience. Okay. So seven characteristics. I believe if you provide to your customers, they're going to get a phenomenal sales experience. Number one, the focus is about the customer specific needs, not what you want. All right. Stop worrying about what you want and start thinking about what the customer wants. Number two, time isn't wasted. In other words, you're not babbling about random things. You have a focus mm -hmm. and an intent for every question you ask. Okay. You're not there just babbling around. You're not directionless. Okay. Number three, you're overcoming barriers. And we're going to explain that here in a minute. Number four, the customer feels that you actually listen to them. They want to get it out. They've been waiting to tell you all week and you just kept talking. Number five, the customer's educated, not sold to. There's a difference between selling and educating someone. And all the way up into the point where you're doing negotiation, it should just be an education process. I'm educating you on how well we communicate. I'm educating you on how well you can trust me. I'm educating on, on you how prompt we are. I'm educating on you on how well we dress. I'm educating on you about how great our branding is. I'm educating you on how, how advanced we are in our automations. So you can see that we're a, we're a powerhouse company, right? Number six, they feel confident that the value of your service is in equal or greater proportion to what they will receive in return. Again, anytime anyone in the history of mankind has ever made a buying decision, it was in that moment they thought that the value of which that they're giving you is in is in is less than the value of which they're receiving in return. That's the only mm -hmm. time we make a decision. Now, whether or not that holds true, in other words, maybe somebody got a bad deal. Okay, that doesn't matter. It's just in that moment, they felt that way. And that's what we're going to try to create. Number seven, they feel confident that you will deliver your promises and have the expertise to perform the job to the highest possible standard. That's where number seven comes in, okay? So obviously, there's a little bit of trustworthiness that has to occur. And we talked about that earlier. All right, so let's get into the sales process. If you're still here, this is the meat and potatoes. Okay. All that before was like your appetizers, you know, you got, got ready. We understand that right, now we're in meat and potatoes. Okay. So if you made it this far, you're going to get some gold. Okay. Number one, you can't provide a solution to a problem you don't know about. Okay. Question number one, this is how I start every single estimate that I've ever been on until I started actually doing this. What is the story? It's the easiest way to open up the door to the intent of the customer. And maybe you know what the story is when they told you in the pre-qualification process or, the, or they told you when, uh, you know, you, you had that initial phone call. It doesn't matter. We're starting it again now because we're hitting the reset button on our sales process. What's the story? Why did you invite us here? Well, obviously, Tanner, I need my garage floor painted. No, 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 no. What's the story, mm. right? There's always a motivation deeper than the actual service itself. Ryan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you right here. Ryan, what's the story behind you wanting to get that turf done on your house? And <laughs> hey, let me tell you, um, we have a new puppy. And, uh, he's, he's six months old now and his name's legend, by the way, beautiful dog. He's, he's amazing. Um, uh, but you know, he happens to, uh, pee and poop out there, you know, and, <laughs> and, um, so, you know, it can smell when it gets super hot. So once it gets over like 100, we can smell kind of that pee come through. 
And so I want to get it disinfected, et cetera. Um, so there's that. My daughter will go out there and play soccer. Um, I'll go out there and hit some chip, you know, like some golf yeah. balls and chip out there. Uh, there's a pool out there. So we want a better experience when we go outside. Um, and so I'm thinking like we need to kind of hire him every quarter, you know? So that's wow. kind of my, my initial story. Wow. Wow. Love that. And guess what? If he didn't care enough to ask the deeper meaning, maybe you wouldn't have said all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't 100%. need to know all that stuff, Ryan. Yeah. You don't need to tell him about your puppy and you don't need to tell him about your daughter and how you like golf. If he's not actively asking or engaging in that and caring deeply about it, you're not going to tell him. I learned a lot just now. Right? He does not know any of that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to know any of that. He's like, oh, you want, you want turf, right? Okay. Oh, you want a paint job? Okay. I'll come estimate it. No. Right. There's deeper meaning behind it, man. That's such yeah. a good example, man. Selling in the wrong direction. I'm going to give you guys a story here. Okay. The story goes like this. Grandfather goes to a car dealership. He's going to look at a Corvette. The salesperson comes up to him and starts talking to him about how fast the Corvette is, how much horsepower, turbo, how the tires are just slick. And, you know, it's, it's one of the fastest cars on the lot. I mean, they've never made a faster, more powerful Corvette in the history of mankind. And then before the, before the old man can get out a word, this salesperson is just going on and on about it. And then the old man goes, well, I'm sorry. I'm actually just looking for this for my granddaughter. Okay. So he completely sold in the wrong direction. In other words, mm -hmm. if he knew that ahead of time, Ryan, he should have asked about the safety. He should have told about the safety. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. He should have told about the comfort, the convenience, rather than selling it the way he thought he needed to be sold. Now this customer is completely discombobulated and the momentum has shifted. And let me bring that into the home service space. Okay. The home service space is simple. In other words, let's say you have somebody you're going to do an estimate for. Okay. And real simple. Okay. You go to do an estimate and for whatever reason you fail to ask my question, what's the story? So you go in there and you start talking about how amazing the product is that you're going to use. You're going to use emerald paint. You're going to make sure that you sand every tiny little speck on the house. You're going to make sure that everything is done with the highest value product and the, the, the biggest warranty and all this stuff. And as you're babbling about this, the customer at the end says, Hey, listen, man, you know, I'm sorry to let you know, but we're, we're actually going to be selling this house. And I mean, so that is how valuable it's this true. is. So true. Okay. So they don't care about that stuff. All right. We need to sell the way people need to be sold to. So let's look at some house painting reasons that people uh, would want to get their house painted. Number one, maybe they got an HOA letter. What's the story? Oh, the HOA is on my back. Oh, okay. Good to know. Number two, we're ready for a change. The kids finally moved out and I need to get this house back to where it was when we first had it. Number three, I hate the color. Number four, rotting. There's some rotting here and there's some repairs that need to be done. Number five, fading. The house is fading. Number six, moving out or moving in. Motivation behind those reasons, guys. Look at this, HOA letter. That means that customer has a need. They need to get it done. They didn't want to get it done, obviously, if it took them this long to get it done to the point where they got an HOA letter, right? Number two, ready for change. They want it done. That means it's not, doesn't really need to be done. They just want it done. Number three, they hate the color. This could be a need, but in most cases, it's a want. Number four, rotting and repairs. It's a need. Fading, need. Moving on, moving out, need. Okay? That means they need it done in order to get somewhere else. Does that make sense? So in your buying process and your selling process, question that. Do they need my service to get somewhere else? And if the answer to that is yes, then we know what we need to do is help them get there quicker. So that means that we need to focus on what? Speed. They care about speed. 
So in other words, if somebody's getting an HOA letter, am I going to focus all my time on the quality of the paint, the warranty and all this stuff? No, I'm going to be talking about scheduling. I'm going to be talking about how quickly we can get in there. I'm going to be talking about the HOA and how I'm going to send them an email to make sure that they know that you've got us on their schedule, right? Save them a step, right? Get them off their back, huh? Make it, make it, making them aware that I'll make sure that they don't get fined. I'll go to the HOA office after this meeting and let them know that you signed a contract to get it done to buy us a little more time. Okay. But if I didn't ask that question, then I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have been able to provide that value ready for change. Number two, quality. This is where we talk about quality. Oh, you want to change. Okay, good. So let me tell you about the trim paint that we have. It's an acrylic enamel. It's a really beautiful product. You can bang it with your vacuum and it won't scuff up. It's a high build. So it's really nice. Actually, I have a sample of that in my car on a piece of baseboard. How about I bring it in so you can see it? You know, in this way, you don't have to worry about doing this for a long time. And if it does get dirty, you could just wipe it off. That's a totally different sales per process, Ryan, than it was for the HOA guy. Would you agree? 100%. I need some of that right now, actually, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so number three, hates colors. That's quality. They want to change the, they want to change, they want the experience, right? Maybe a color consultation and new, good quality paint. If someone hates the colors, they, they want good stuff. Rotting and repairs, speed. Let's get that fixed. Fading, speed. Let's get that fixed. Moving on or moving out, speed. Okay. They want it in, they want it done so they can get moved in uh, or they can move out. Okay. Garage floor. I added this in here for you guys, Ryan. I know we got some garage floor guys in here. Um, garage floor reasons. Okay. Number one, moving in. Maybe they need the workshop to be ready, right? If you heard that mm. one before, Ryan. Oh yeah. Oh right? yeah. They want that. They want that, that man cave. They want that workshop yeah. lined up, right? New car, getting a new car. I want this. I want my new Corvette to have red and black flakes on the bottom of the, of the, of the concrete, right? Oil yeah. stain, cracking, remodeling the garage. Old paint failure, wanting to sell the house. Same thing. Moving in, that's a need. We got to get in there quick. So if that customer's talking to me, they know we're going to do a good job. They know we're the best and they want it done quick so they can, they can move in and get their workshop together, right? Mm. Number two, the want, new car, want, oil stains, cracking, want, remodeling, need, old paint failure, need, wanting to sell, need. And look at this. Now we identify pain points. Oil stains and cracking, that's a pain point, right? Oil paint failure, that's a pain point. So now because I know the, number one, the motivation, I know the way I need to sell to them, and I also know pain points that I can pinpoint in our, in our sales process. Now, Ryan, your example, the turf. So for me, what I'm looking at is this is obviously a need, okay? You're smelling things around your house that you shouldn't, okay? Now, when I look at that sales process, I say, okay, well, this person cares about the experience and he cares about speed at the same time. So one thing that I'm going to emphasize to you off the bat, Ryan, as your salesperson for turf is I'm going to say, Ryan, you know, believe it or not, I have a customer that's not as much of a need as you. So actually what I may do is call that customer, ask them if it's okay if I can move their job. And I think I can get you in this Monday. How does that sound? You don't care about anything oh. else. Number one, now you owe me. I did you a favor. And number two, you're blown away at the fact that I aligned my sales process with your specific need and desire. Yes? Dude, let's go. Can you be here on Monday, by the way? Uh, Monday. From Florida? <laughs> All right. Overcoming the color barriers. So we talked about overcoming barriers in the painting space, guys. We know that choosing colors and selections is one of the hardest things when it comes to the sale, guys. And if we talk to the wife, sometimes it's the wife who's just like freaking out about colors. We've got to have a system internally to help with this. I believe that offering a color consultation is really big. I think that if you just pass that on to a 
an expert. We can still close the deal. I've had people not want to move forward because they just couldn't pick a color. And no matter what, they would not do it until that. So we want to make sure that we identify any barriers of entry, whether that's permitting or whether that's, you know, getting that color picked out. Um, and here's your answers, right? That you're going to get when you ask somebody, have you chosen any colors? Ryan, in the, in the concrete space, have you chosen a style? Have you picked a flake, right? Yes, we have. Yes, but we're not sure. Yes, and in the home space, we need HOA approval or no, we need help. And in most cases, you probably have no, we need help because it's kind of hard for people to find the flakes and stuff like that. Is that true? Yeah. And I'm sure I mean, your sales like, process includes bringing, bringing samples. Is that true? 100%. 100%. And HOA comes into effect too because we do driveways or walkways. Sure you know, in these, uh, senior communities, et cetera. So this is, this is, this is super relevant for coatings as well. True. True. So in that case, what we're looking at is a barrier that we're going to overcome. So this way we are lining ourselves up right for the sale. So here's the solutions. Yes, we have, we have some samples. Yes, but not sure. We can give you a consultation. Yes. The HOA, uh, we need HOA approval. No problem. I'll help facilitate that. No, uh, we need help. And then you offer consultation. So we're on the last question here, right? So this is the last question of our closability, seller's motivation. How soon do you want this project done? And it's a very important question to ask because you don't want to get in a position where you're negotiating a price and then they throw some wild reason about them moving or them, you know, going up north or going down south. So we just want to make sure that our runway is clear to present pricing before we present pricing. Does mm. that make sense? We don't want to sit down and do a price presentation for somebody that says that they're going up north for three months and they're not ready to commit. And sometimes this question slips through the cracks, but I want to make sure we at least ask it. Okay. As soon as possible, no rush. Whenever you can get to it, getting more estimates are some common ones of people that are qualified to receive a quote today. And what that really means is that every one of these answers means that we can close them today. And that's the mentality we need to have. So even if they say we're getting more estimates, this is the big one, Ryan. Have you ever heard that before? Oh my gosh. Um, it's prevalent now here in Phoenix. If you're in any, etro any metro area, um, you're going to hear this every time. Well, probably at least 80% of the time, you know, 80% I mean, of the time you're hearing that, um, you know, we're going to get more estimates, you know, we have, you know, so on and so forth, whatever the case may be. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we know if any of these no. answers come up, they're closable today. Okay. And that's that. Also, if you get, if you get that question in your area, if you can comment, um, I don't know, hashtag painting legend. Um, if you get that objection, if you could let us know, because I'm actually curious, you know, out of everyone in all these different states and, you know, counties, et cetera, how many of us get that objection? Because I know here in Phoenix, it's a common one. There's probably 300 epoxy coating companies out here. So, um, you know, it, and the society is really conditioned to say, nope, I'm getting multiple estimates, right? It's a, it's a defense mechanism, obviously, right? 100%, 100%. So the last thing I'd like to ask if there are any outstanding concerns. You know, for me, um, you know, I like to walk around with the customer, just make sure there's nothing that stands out because what I'm looking for is a value proposition. Let me give you an example. If you're doing an interior paint job and you see that the customer points out something on the ceiling, that's not something that he normally wanted painted. Maybe he just wants the walls and trim done, but he says, yeah, can you fix that little nail pop in the ceiling? I'm already thinking that's going to be my value proposition when I go to negotiate Ryan. Okay. I want to use that and give that for free to hopefully push the customer to allow me to earn their business. So I'm looking for things like that. Okay. So when I get in, that's what I said, a nail pop, small rotting, maybe that oil stain spot somewhere, handyman item. Now in this case, Ryan, a value proposition that I would use on you after hearing your why. Okay. If we get to negotiating price and your turf job, you know what I would offer you, Ryan? What's that? I would offer to actually dig the hole for your golf hole and uh, and set that up for you. So you didn't have to figure out how to do it. 
That'd be sick. That'd be sick. <laughs> so, so as we're negotiating, I say, listen, man, you know what I'll even do is I'll dig the hole. You tell me where you want it, and I'll give you one of those little cup creators. You know, they're only 20 bucks or so, and you can use it, right? I'm sure he's that'd got be, one of those. Dude, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be All great. right. So, so finishing up here, guys, you want to do small bites of information to the customer. You know, there, there's a lot to digest. You don't want to overwhelm them, just little bits here and there, and that's going to bring us to the sale. So here's the customer's responses. Uh, we got rotting wood. They're worried about future damage. They haven't chosen any colors. They need help. And they asked about the longevity of the product. So what we want to do is always provide the solutions to their questions, guys. All right. So what does that mean? So when the customer told us that there was wood rotting, we want to emphasize that, hey, I know the wood rotting is a major concern. So I'm hoping we can get in here fairly soon to get that taken care of. Okay. And then exercise your expertise on that. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. in other words, when it comes to the second question in terms of color, one thing you'll love about us is that we offer a free consultation. It'll be worth with our decorator, Donna. She's great. And number three, when it came to the product and the durability, the customer was a little concerned about that. The paint we use is Sherwin-Williams. It has a great water-resistant properties to prevent this from happening anytime soon. All right, so pricing the job. Do not overthink the numbers, guys. So when it comes to pricing, don't overthink the numbers. There's no reason to get worked up over your price. In other words, you have the experience. You know, I use a little calculator to help me identify cost-based pricing, and that's what I'm going to explain to you here. So we'll do a really quick mock-up on how that works. So number one, your price is 100% dependent on your costs. Now, Ryan, in the painting contractors group, we hear it all the time. How do I come up with this price? What is the price mm -hmm. for this? Well, we don't know your costs. So whenever you price a job, you should be looking at how much it costs you as the business owner in terms of labor, how much it costs you in terms of product, and then you identify how much of a profit you want to make. Now, this is the interesting part, Ryan, is that that profit can be anywhere between 1% and 50%. Right. And it's just a matter of what you're feeling that day or what your company standard is. But mm -hmm. the interesting part is that it's negotiable because a lot of us would take a 40% profit if it came down to it, wouldn't we? Mm -hmm. 100%. Right. So it's important for us to know that you must have a general idea of what your team is capable of. You must have a general idea of how much paint or product you'll need. Utilize square footage to help you showcase the pricing and then use a calculator to configure and then display the metric and the price on the proposal. All right. So check it out. So this is our exterior scenario. And I actually pulled up a little calculator for us to do this with. And I'm just going to run through this really quick, Ryan. I'm going to showcase an example of a 2,500 square foot interior job with an $80 an hour labor cost with a 25% burden. That gives us a total labor cost of $100 an hour. It's going to take our team four days. It's going to take 25 gallons of paint. And our gallon price is $50 a gallon. Okay, so I'm going to head on over here. Tell me if you can see that on the screen. Yes, you can. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just showcase to you how I put this in this little calculator here. And you can use any calculator, but this one is good for painting. So we have 2,000 square feet at the top. We have 32 labor hours at $100 an hour. We have 25 gallons of paint. And what I want you to see more than anything is that this calculator tells us exactly what the costs are going to be. Ryan, I haven't seen this house and I don't need to see this house unless there's something crazy in it that I don't know about. But all I know is that if it costs me if the job is going to take me four days and I have a team of four at $100 an hour for each person, and it's going to take them four days to do, and I use 25 gallons of paint, this is how much it's going to cost my business to get it done, Ryan, 45.70. That's all I need to know. And at this point in time, I just go over here and I can identify what my margins would be based on the pricing. So let me show you what that looks like. So when I go here for the exterior pricing example, at 50% margin, Ryan, I would need to sell it for 91.40. At 45% margin, Ryan, I would need to sell it for, let's see, uh, come on, let's do 40%. See if that triggers it. There we go. There so we go. at 45%, it would need to be 8309 and at 40%, um, it needs to be 7616. Okay. 
So that's hey, why if you don't have this calculator, let me just tell you, you need it. You need it. This is amazing. So you can get this calculator at sellpaintjobs.com. It's free. So essentially what this is doing is it's just showing me the different pricing. So Ryan, when I go into a job, and I'm going to show you this here. When I go into a job, and I'm going to go back to my presentation. Okay. I'm going in with ammo, man. I'm ready. I already know. So in other words, a lot of us go into our negotiation, Ryan, with nothing. Mm -hmm. So in other words, we have one price. When they say it's too high, we don't know what to do because we have mm -hmm. no clue what our margins are. We have no clue what the bottom line is. And then sometimes we'll just fumble and we'll negotiate a price. And then it's holy crap. We just gave away 20% of our margin, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So because I'm dialed in in terms of cost-based pricing, it's honest. And I can utilize that to negotiate. So as we finish up, let's continue on the actual presentation. So it's also important not only to know your margins in terms of your different pricing, but you should know your value propositions. Pressure washing, roof cleaning, garage door repair. Maybe Ryan, you know that somebody said, hey man, this garage door doesn't open. Well, I think you know a big garage door guy over there, don't you? A little one, a little one. A little one, right? If you, really okay. want, if you really want that job, I'm sure you guys can work out a deal to right. give that customer a free repair or something along the lines or contribute 50% to their repair to help them get their garage fixed. And what customer would say no to that? It's like he identified a problem of mine. Mm. He's given me that in exchange for my business. Okay. Overcoming objections. Now we've all heard this one. Okay. We have to think about it. Okay, if you did everything right, as I said, it must come down to price. So let's get to the price. Okay, we have to think about it. So I presented my price and I'm gonna show you guys real quick. Okay, yeah, I already did. Okay, so we presented our price. Okay, we have to think about it. Now, obviously you guys can use whatever you want to present price. I definitely would love for you to use strip jobs, but you can use paper, you can use really anything. But the idea is- is that I would say you can't use anything but drip jobs. Otherwise, <laughs> you're probably not gonna close the deal. Probably not going to close it. But in any case, what you want to do is create a clear, concise pricing estimate that showcases everything. And you're building value and you're reiterating the same things you went over in the walkthrough before you sat in your car to come up with the price. And the reason why is, is because they forgot a lot of things that you said. But I would highlight some of the big things. Ryan, if we sat down to do pricing, you know what I would say? I would say everything that you told me that was important to you. I would say, mm -hmm. Ryan, before I get into this, I just want you to know that us as a company, we value a clean happy, safe atmosphere when our workers are working. We understand you have a young kid here. There won't be any cussing. We won't have any loud music. We'll make sure that we don't leave any cigarette butts. Actually, no one on our crew smokes, so you have nothing to worry about there. I see you keep your backyard very clean, and we're going we're gonna to leave it that way. The only thing that you're going to notice when we're done is that there's turf there instead of grass, and that is important to me as a business owner. I want you to know you have my word, mm. okay? So that's what I would emphasize to you before I showed you the number. So you have that you have that. You're holding that water right there, buddy. Okay. But then you might get, you know, Ryan, I might give you that price and it might be out of the ballpark. Well, Ryan, what is the ballpark and where did you come up with it? And that's what I want to know. Cause you have a, everyone's got a ballpark. I got to know where you got that ballpark so I can prove you wrong. Right. And that's the next part of our sales process. Okay. I understand. May I ask a question? Normally when my customers tell me that it's usually because our price is a little higher than our competitors. Did you have a budget for the project? And if the budget exists, which it usually does in this scenario, if you have enough courage to phrase this question like this, you're going to hear what that budget is. And then from there, you identify whether or not you want to move forward with continuing to negotiate or asking more questions. Now, you might hear, we still want to get a few more quotes. Okay, that's common. I understand. May I ask you a question? Normally, when my customers tell me that, 
It's usually because our price is a little higher than our competitors. Did you have a budget for that? And you might be thinking, Tanner, this question is a little insensitive. They just want to get more quotes. No, because the reason why I told you when earlier in this is that, guys, we want to make sure that price is the only reason that they're saying no. So I have full authority to ask this question because I know that it's a budget thing. Okay? I know it's a budget thing. And then once they open up the budget, guess what? Hey, we were hoping to be around $4,000. Okay? So if you came in at $5,000 and they told you that the budget was $4,000, that means you're no longer selling a $5,000 job, Ryan. You're selling a $1,000 job. And that's the focus. So we have three options whenever we hear a price objection. Number one, we can build more value. We can hang in there. We can dive a little deeper into the ideas to why. Number two, we can lower our price. Or number three, we can use a value proposition. So there's three tools right here, Ryan, that we can use. Number one, build more value. Have you ever hired a professional turf installer before, Ryan? Never even heard of one before, actually. Never even heard of one. Perfect. Real quick, do you mind if I explain to you in a little more detail what our process entails? That'd be amazing. Okay, great. X, Y, Z, right? And it's the same thing with a painting contractor. But here's the thing. You might hear yes a lot more in the painting space. And that's a good thing. Because chances are that the experience wasn't amazing. And if you provide an amazing experience that's different than any other experience out there, then that's cause for you to provide more value to ask your customer to pay the price that you want. So if yes, what was that experience like? Was it a bad experience? Can you tell me about the last time you had your house painted? Oh, yeah, well, it was one guy and he was here for three weeks. Oh, well, that's why the price was different, miss. Did I not emphasize to you earlier that we're going to have four painters here full time? And by the way, our team is W-2. We pay all of our taxes and we take pride in having the proper insurance to make sure that if God forbid anything happens here, you're well covered and there's, there's absolutely no stress that is involved in working with us. Emphasize how you avoid old things that made it bad if they had a bad experience. Now, what was that experience like? Well, you know, what, what didn't you like about it? Well, they didn't show up on time. That really bothered me. Well, guess what, miss? We have a clock in and clock out project management app. So our supervisor always checks in to make sure the team is on the way to the job and we'll actually call you if anyone's running late. So we've alleviated one of those concerns that they had on their, on their last experience. And if it was a good experience, hey, what did you like about that experience? Oh, they were great. They showed up on time. They were prompt. The paint job lasted a while. Fantastic. Did I mention that we have an eight-year warranty that we're going to do for you to make sure that your paint job still lasts a long time? I know they were in another state that you lived in, but guess what? We're going to be your painters for life. It sounds like you really value that company and you want someone that you can call on whenever you need a service. And I want to be that guy for you, right? So you have the ability to kind of play on really any angle there if they tell you they had a good or bad experience. Okay. So we went through some of those. And now number two, we can discount our price. Okay. So listen, I really want to earn your business. If I will you. I want you to learn that word track. If I will you, if I do the job for, and we use our middle line price in that case, Ryan, it was like 8,700. Will you allow me to earn your business today? Last but not least the option three, the value proposition. Okay. I can understand that. Listen, I really want to earn your business today. If I will you, Ryan, I really want to earn your business today. Listen, I know you want to golf, man. I'll tell you what, if I drill a hole in your turf, to allow you to golf the first day that we install this thing, make it easy on you so you don't have to figure it out. I'll make sure it's really tight there. Will you allow me to earn your business today? Yes. <laughs> and I'll include a free dog poop scooper. <laughs> so utilize your value propositions to, uh, to get that close after that customer says no. Okay. So if I will you. And that's what I got for you guys. Um, Ryan, I know we're going to be doing a Q&A. I have one more yeah. slide here. Uh, yeah. this, this is the offer we promised. We you. dropped it on him. Boom. Let's go. Boom. Come in. 
So uh, if you're watching this and you want to try Drip Jobs, I'm giving away 60 days for free. So you get two months to literally use the software at no charge. All you've got to do is sign up and then send us a message that you watched the uh, the Service Legend webinar, and we will make sure that your account gets credited for 60 days. So that is what I got for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear some feedback. I know Ryan wants to do a Q&A, so I'll let you take over, Ryan, while I yeah, absolutely. take a deep breath, man. Man, let me just say, amazing. Like, absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, I would say that, you know, I mean, I, I've been in sales my whole life. I've sold merchant services. I've sold cars. Um, <laughs> I've sold coatings in the home. I've sold um, resi repaints. I've sold commercial painting jobs. I've sold cabinet refinishing jobs. Um, and this was absolutely enlightening enlightening for me. Um, I really love the, the concept of the customer centric focus, focus around, um, really understanding the customer and not thinking. Cause I think, I think some, you know, I think as, as salespeople, sometimes we think that we know everything, um, because, Hey, I've been selling coatings for five years. I know what their needs are. I know. And we we, we forget to ask questions. We forget to really truly understand that specific customer's needs in that market, in that season in life, in that season in the, you know, whether it's summer, winter, et cetera, whatever it is. Um, and um, obviously we probably do that with relationships. We do that with, you know, with everything, right? We, we right. fail to listen. God gave us one mouth and two ears, right? And <laughs> sometimes we talk more than we listen. But um, I really like that about your approach. And, um, you know, I imagine your customers do too. Um, also, um, with this uh, free trial, I can't believe it's 60 days. I mean, it's crazy. What other software out there, guys, gives 60 days for free? Usually it's 14 days. Usually it's yeah. seven days or sometimes 30 days. But 60 days? Like, what's up with that, bro? Like, 60 days. Macaroni. We believe in it. You're going to stick around for a long time. We believe in it. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, so if you guys have any questions, please post them in comments. Tanner and I are going are gonna to answer them live right now. Um, Obviously, Tanner just dropped a massive amount of value. Um, but if you have any specific questions for Tanner or for myself um, around sales, around uh, you know the customer journey, etc., drop them in comments right now in the um, in the Facebook group there, and we will answer them live. Um, also, um, Service Legend is going to offer you something as well. So for those of you that stick around, um, Service Legend is a full service marketing firm. Um, and we've got about 15 U.S. employees and about 10 overseas that do admin work and different um, uh, things for us. But um, we will literally give you guys 50% off your first month of business. And we don't we don't normally do these type of discounts. Okay, uh, we've done them in the past here and there randomly, but we've we've really gone away from from these larger discounts. But I'm willing to do it for anyone that's an active Drip Jobs member, um, anyone that's been here um, live on the podcast or on the webinar. Um, or um, anyone that's getting coached by Tanner specifically, we want to work with you guys because we know that you guys are amazing and we want to work with uh, the best companies in the country. So again, 50% off your first month of service with Service Legend. And if you guys want to learn more about Service Legend, you just go to servicelegend.com and uh, you can you can re reach out to us there. Um, also, I'll be going back through and dropping a specific link to get this free trial for Drip Job, so you can sign up there. I'll do it here um, within the next 15 minutes or so. Um, okay, so we got some some comments. We got look at this: one mouth, two ears, 100%. Um, drip Jobs is Drip Jobs is great. Um, love Drip Jobs. Let's see here. We got a question: What are you looking for to qualify a customer, Tanner? I'll let you answer that one. I mean, for me, 
just to make sure that it's in alignment with the job type that we do. You know, if, if they just, you know, I, I, I always say this, and if you're doing under $500,000, you shouldn't be pre-qualifying anybody. You should be mm. showing up and trying to sell. You know, you should be getting reps in. If you're doing under $500,000 in a year, you have no reason not to take every opportunity and turn that into something and learn the skill of turning it into something. And if you can't do that or you feel like you're too good to go out at every estimate because you're just, you know, full of your service and your product and you feel as though you can you can pre-qualify people over the phone, then you're missing out on a lot of business. But more importantly, you're missing out on a lot of sales experience that you need. Um, so for me, uh, you know, at this stage of my business, I'm just making sure that it's either a, it's a full house usually um, just because, you know, because of our production, you know, it'd be really hard to schedule anything else. Um, but again, anything under 500,000 in your business, you should probably be going out on every single opportunity and trying to sell your service that you do. Yeah. And for me, um, on the concrete coating side, anyone that's doing epoxy coatings, um, we don't really qualify them. Um, but we, we take them through a great, um, we have a nine step apartment setting system that we, that we run through and it's really around price conditioning. It's building that value. Like what you talked about here. Um, it's setting the expectation for what we're going to be doing there. Um, so the customers have an idea, um, and it's not necessarily qualifying, but, um, we do, we do try to do specific jobs, garages, patios, pool decks. So if it's some crazy disastrous job where there's massive cracks or whatever that we don't want to get involved in, we might, we might qualify that. Um, but for the most part, like what you said, we'll do 2.5 this year or so. And we're still like, I want to see your face at your home. Let's go, you know? Yeah. So we want to try to keep as many reps <laughs> as possible. You, your home. <laughs> I want to see your face in your home right now. <laughs> so, uh, okay. We got another one here. Um, why are you and Tanner so cool? Well, I'm not cool. Tanner's cool, but, um, what an amazing, uh, webinar. Thank you for inviting me. I got so much good stuff from the, um, from the guys It's available. Yeah. So we're going to be probably posting this to YouTube, uploading to YouTube, um, probably upload it to my podcast, probably Tanner's podcast. Uh, it'll be live in the groups, uh, and we'll, and we'll probably post them or, um, pin them as featured post. Um, so you can, you can find them, um, cassette or CD. Um, It'll also be in the service legend customer portal. That's right. So if you're a client of service legend, we have what's called the service legend, uh, Academy, which we have training in there. We have lead conversion training, sales training. This will be dropped in there for sales training. Uh, we've got a vendor village full of, um, amazing vendors, including drip jobs. Um, and, um, it's a great place to be if you're a client in there and get access and resource, uh, things like that. Okay, let's see here. Tanner, can you switch all of my can you switch all of my data over from Rocket Estimate, meaning all of my production rates, customer lists, etc.? Um, no, uh, we tell everyone to start fresh with Drip Jobs, just because it's a completely different software. Um, we do not have production rates built in. It's something that we want to do, but you know, again, part of what I teach in terms of selling is you know we don't want to get too worked up over calculating the price. We want to just be able to present it easily, simple in a simple fashion. Um, you know, but we have been asked a lot about production rates, so it'll probably be something that we work in. Uh, but right now it's just come clean with all of your fresh customers that are actively in the buying process. And, uh, and that's how we've been doing it. Well, and plus you have the, that amazing app to determine kind of like the gross profit. Yeah, things absolutely. Like that. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's, um, paint. It's what a, is it? It's sellpaintjobs.com. You can get the little calculator Sell there. Paintjobs.com. Yep. Go there to get the, the calculator. Um, that calculator is amazing. Um, like literally if you're confused or you don't really know like what you're charging or your gross profit, or you get kind of like anxious when you're uh, negotiating that app will save your life straight up. Um, 
How do I sell a disinterested customer too busy or doesn't want to uh, walk the job with you? I think it's, it, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm knocking at someone's door and they say that they're busy, I'll say, Hey, well, when's a good time for me to come back? <laughs> you know, I mean, my time is valuable. And if you hold your time in a, in a, in a, in the correct regard, you know, as you should, uh, I think it's okay to say, say something like that. Um, and I think if it's becoming an issue, you just say, Hey, when's a good time? You'll allow me 30 minutes to, to do our presentation for you when you, when you set the appointment. Um, so just set the expectations early. Um, but you know, if they just say, Hey, yeah, just walk it. I mean, I say, no, 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 no. Uh, we do a little presentation. If, if now's not a good time, I'd love to come back. You know, can't sell, to a, can't sell to a door. I think that's great because also we can solve for that with the, um, the appointment setting, right? So like, when we set appointments, we're going to let them know how long it's going to be, kind of the framework of what that's going to be like. Customers love to know what is going to happen, right? No one wants to like have like this secret ball like behind us, right? So right. Um, if we let them know, hey, you know, our appointment's going to run 30 to 45 minutes. Yep. Tanner's going to be do X, Y, and Z. Yep. Um, we really would appreciate that all decision makers are there. We have colors that we're going to be going over, things like that. Obviously, it's a yep. huge investment yep. into your home that you might be making here within the next couple of weeks or what have you. So we would love to have everyone there. Um, is there anyone else uh, that's going to be in the color selecting process at the appointment? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Things yeah. like that, right? And so yeah. that that if that person was, ex you know, before you called them to set that appointment, if they were thinking that, Hey, I'm just going to schedule this, but you know, I'm not going to be there or whatever. Like they might say, well, you know what? Let's schedule a different time because you know what? That time won't work, you know, right. or what have you. So that might help. Love it. Love it. Which is what you um, opened up with, with the webinar, right? Which is, yeah, which is it was. And I think you can, I mean, we can automate that in drip jobs, you know, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Malcolm Grant says, what are some ways to get clients when you don't have any marketing dollars to allocate to websites, Legion, et cetera? I would say get a loan, uh, sell your liver. Sell your kidney. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, I mean, that's a good question. You know, everybody's in a different financial position, Malcolm, but you got to look at marketing like a water faucet and no. sales and production as, I don't know, little things like little pipes that need the water to flow through it. Um, and, you know, if you've done a job this year and you don't have marketing dollars, then unfortunately, and I don't mean for this to sound disrespectful in any way, but you did a poor job of allocating the, the money. Um, it could either be that or you didn't, you undersold the job to not allow yourself to be able to allocate the money because every single job should have a little bit built into it for future business. And that should be your marketing expense. And that's you the know, profit, so, right? That's right, the profit. That's profit. So, payroll, right. It's what you do with your profit. So in other words, like my, my concern isn't so much, you know, what to do now for a quick fix. It's like what behaviors of how you're spending your money um, needs to be fixed. Like in terms of like how you're allocating your money to be able to afford marketing in the future. Cause like a quick fix might work now, but like you want to always have something in, in the process of spending money for marketing. Yeah. Brad said something great. If you have the ability to expand production and cannot afford marketing, you cannot afford to not spend money marketing. You know, that's so true. Like even in like a sales process with some people, they're like, you know, I'm not sure if I can spend an extra five grand a month to, you know, hire two more salespeople. I'm saying, Hey, based on your goals and your vision and where you want your family and what your and you want your daughter to be in a monastery and you want X, Y, and Z, or you want to, you know, start that nonprofit, you can't afford not to spend that money right now. You know, you can't afford not to do that. Brad, I love that, man. Love that. Awesome. We got man. some awesome. thank yous here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for watching. I hope uh, you got immense value out of this. 
And if you guys have any questions about any of our services, Drip Job, Service Legend, hit us up on Facebook. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back through here and drop some links. So uh, look out for that. But outside of that, guys, Tanner, anything uh, that you guys want to uh, leave uh, the crowd with here? I mean, honestly, you guys are awesome for sticking around. I hope you got a bunch of value out of it. Um, you know, Ryan's doing a great thing by pulling together uh, some talent uh, to, to give you guys great information. And I think, uh, you know, if you're not already a part of his marketing, you know, service, you should inquire about it, see what he's got to say. A lot of what I told you guys starts with marketing. Everything in this, you know, starts with good communication to people who don't know you yet. So that is, uh, that is what it's about. Ryan, thank you so much for the opportunity, my friend. Absolutely. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. God bless. We'll see you guys soon. See ya. Hey, hey, thanks so much for checking out the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Stick around. I am going to drop in a short testimonial uh, that one of our awesome heavy hitters in Drip Jobs uh, had agreed to give out for us. So if you want to hear a little bit about how Drip Jobs is helping contractors, stick around uh, for the end of this episode and you can listen in. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Chris Rodriguez. Um, he's here to share a little bit about Drip Jobs and what it's been doing for him. Um, I'll start off by saying, just give me some raw, authentic thoughts about it, man. What's it doing for you? Honestly, it's been huge for us. Um, the biggest thing I've found is how much free time I've gotten now. Like it's opened up a lot of time, not only in my business, but in my personal life. So that's been huge with like the automation, with follow-ups and things like that. And also on top of that too, you know, the experience that it gives our customers, you know, how professional it looks from the beginning all the way to the end. You know, we, we really pride ourselves in the experience that we give to our customers too. So it's been perfect for us. You getting any feedback from your customers about it? Oh yeah. Tons. Every time, like, I feel like three out of every five customers, you know, come back to us and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe like how professional that was. Or, you yeah. know, you got back to us so quick, like the system's so cool and easy. Yeah, it makes it easy. You know, one thing that we we try to do is connect you to the customer in a way that where you almost feel like we work for you, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. how it is, you know, and, uh, you know, that's cool, man. So you have the uh, so you have the automation set up. What is the um, you know, what what is the feedback in terms of the automated drips after you send a proposal out? Right. So like you send a proposal out, drip job shoots out drip messages for the course of like a month. Have you won any jobs from it or people responding to them at the very least? <clears throat> Yeah, I, to I totally have. Um, I've actually, it's funny, it works so good that sometimes I forget about jobs that we've sent out and then I get a message back from somebody. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that, that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that a lot of uh, people have been responding back. We've been getting a lot more jobs from that. And that's where we really were lacking before drip jobs. When Before you signed up for drip jobs, I think you probably heard about it, right? Yeah. It, there was some apprehension, of course, new software. What is a piece of advice you have to anyone that I show this to or, or put this soundbite into uh, to them? Maybe they're on the fence. Maybe they think they have a good system. They're using Joist or uh, some of the other estimating software. Yep. What advice you'd give to them? Yeah, that was, uh, that was totally me. Um, I was using one of those cheaper softwares. I was on the fence, you know, a little more money, smaller business, you know, do we really need something like that? And I'm in the mindset now that it's the total opposite. Like if you're a smaller business, like you definitely need something like this. That's what I said. Like, yeah, it, it definitely um, 
because I'm like an owner operator. So I'm still in the field. So it's like almost impossible to work all day and give back to everybody. Yeah. So, you know, implementing this has been huge. It saves so much time for us. Like it, it's a no brainer. I think like, if you're on the fence, definitely do it. And you'll thank Tanner and myself later. <laughs> yeah, thank you, brother. Are you sending the uh, booking link to people that call you? I am now. I saw that you did that and I was like, Oh, that button there? You saw we put the button there? No, I didn't see the button. There's a button. Yeah, on the the app, it says new request at the bottom. Yeah. And all you got to do is tap it, punch in the number, and it shoots them a text message with your link. Oh, wow. See, that's another thing I love about it, too. It's like, it starts off, it's a great system, but you keep improving it, and it just gets better and better and better. Bringing it. And I love that because it's so easy. And, And just for anyone listening, what that does someone calls you typically like it used to be all right what's your first name last name email phone number address and you're trying to get all this information you write it down somewhere or you type it in your calendar but now we just give you a link to send them and they fill it out it goes into drip jobs in the right spot creates an appointment request and sends them a text and an email in seconds and uh you can get back to doing what you're doing and you being an owner operator right now you're in a vehicle you're probably going to estimates or checking on a yep. job like you don't have time for all that man so you know that's cool yeah. i'm glad it's, it's, i'm glad it's working out. yeah dude it it works so good and i think I, I, when we met at the pc i kind of told you like i was on vacation with my family you know at disney world about to get on a ride with my daughter and two leads came in normally you know i have to call them back real quick i got on the ride with her got off and drip jobs already followed up with them and they booked both the appointments you oh. know Man, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, that time to me is invaluable. That's huge because you would have had to say, hold on, I got to go take care of these leads real quick because you know you were getting charged for them. Right. And you had to step away from your family in that moment, call them. Now, if they didn't answer, you would have had this feeling like, damn, like I got to now that would have been on your head. Yeah, exactly. Whole time I've been there. Um, yep. And then this thing followed up with them instantly. It's almost like you had an office admin in the office while you were at Disney. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it was handling business for you. And uh, you didn't yep. have to text her or him to be like, uh, hey, follow up with that lead. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that that right there is just, the value is crazy. Like it's priceless. Right there is one of the best testimonials I've ever heard. And I've been doing this sort of system for a while, but when it became drip jobs, that was a good one right there, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. nah, no problem, man. It's, I love it. <laughs> Thank you brother for your support. Anyone listening to this, please take heed to Chris's advice. He was most, in most cases, just like you. I think he has a business breakthrough that you could go listen to on the podcast somewhere. But thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. All right, man.